Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Welcome to episode 23 of The Midlife. There are plenty of roads that lead to midlife crisis for women. One of the busiest thoroughfares, though, is Stayed at Home with the Kids Avenue. Look, this topic can get dicey, so I'd like to take a moment to widen the net of who I'm referring to when I say stay-at-home mom. I realize that some of you were clever enough to run a business from your house or find gainful employment during school hours. Yes, that totally counts, and I do think you've suffered some of the same feelings I'll talk about today. Please know that in today's conversation, I am in no way disparaging or making comparison between women who didn't work outside the home full-time and those that did. I'm simply sharing with you my personal experience, which has been validated by all the other women I have coached that share that experience. I will share a confession with you, though. I did go back to work full-time in commercial banking for three years from the time my middle boy was two until he was five. For reference, he's 16 now. I loved working. It was fun and I was good at it. I will tell you though that personally, I don't think I was a great mom during those years. That was my personal shortcoming and a story for another day. For the record, today I consider myself a stay-at-home mom. I work from an office in the house, but as you know, I still have an eight-year-old nugget at home. And that due to COVID and the prospects that schools in California feel like they will never reopen for in-person learning, I am homeschooling him. So when I fill out my weekly Yes Paper planner and I list my top three daily goals, I always list little man at the top. To be clear, that's less about what I want to be doing and more about reminding myself that that has to be a priority. That's just the truth and I will always be truthful with you. There is that shitty thing we women do to each other, withhold the truth. I assembled a long list of omissions that I'll share with you another day, but today I want to talk about the mythology of being a stay-at-home mom. It's so rewarding, until it's isolating and lonely because your children are so busy they're barely home or then they're off to college. I just loved playing with my babies. Well, at times, but it's also seriously mind-numbing. You'll never miss working. Except you will, because being recognized for your hard work and skill does not happen at home. You can always go back to work. Except employers don't look kindly on long absences from the workforce, and they generally aren't inclined to rehire you at the level of pay of which you left. Oh, and also, don't kid yourself. It is super nice not having to be somewhere at a certain time and expected to stay for a certain amount of time. I'm not saying you fell for all that hook, line, and sinker. I just think there's another hard truth we should admit about the decision to stay home with children. First, I'd like to acknowledge that it is an incredible privilege to have the financial flexibility to stay home and out of the traditional workforce when you're raising children. Let's talk about the initial decision to stay home. 
Given the opportunity to stay home and play with a baby versus having to show up to a job slash career 8 to 12 hours a day was a bit of a no-brainer. I'm not saying it was an easy decision. You gave up a career path, money, benefits, maybe some prestige, but the exit ramp ultimately seemed more appealing. Or maybe you never really saw yourself as having a true career. That path certainly isn't for everyone, so leaving a J-O-B was a relief. Either way, leaving the rat race to be home seemed infinitely less stressful. Haha, <laughs> joke's on us. But be that as it may, you stuck with it and played with, cleaned, fed, and drove those little people around for a long time. I bet you also went gung-ho on the volunteer route, too. Were you a class mom? Sucker. Me too. There's literally no more thankless job on the planet. I think the volunteer thing is about dipping your toe back into the world of adult interaction and task accountability. No one can fire you when you're a volunteer, so you can do things on your own time schedule. Only, if you're a type A overachiever, you keep accepting new assignments because it gives you a taste of the old days, when you earned a little prestige and power based on the merit of your performance, not because you could take away a phone, TV privileges, or dessert, because I said so. But being a stay-at-home mom has decreasing return in the form of personal satisfaction as the children grow up. And I'm guessing that's where you are now. You've probably heard me say this before, but it's the only career I can think of where if you do a good job, well, really any kind of job, you work yourself out of that job. In counseling women in midlife, I hear a common refrain from stay-at-home moms. I don't know who I am anymore. Well, here's the good news. You're not the same person you were two-ish decades ago. But you may have neglected your personal growth while you were nurturing the growth of others. However, the possibilities of who you want to be now are endless. This prospect should excite and invigorate you. Now is the time to take serious stock of what makes you, you. You also get to ask yourself a very basic question. What do I want my life to look like? I'm sure the thought of that feels overwhelming and complicated, but really it's not. You're just not used to putting yourself, your needs, and your wants first. Let's shatter that myth that it's selfish to create and implement a plan for a life that makes you happy. You can still be the mother, spouse, caretaker, and fixer of all injustices in the universe and care for your personal growth, goals, and well-being. You are actually that amazing. You don't need to start over. You just need to allow what's there to blossom. You have life experience. Let's put it to good use. In crafting a vision for your best life, there's an exercise I run with my coaching clients I call, I am a person who. You can do it yourself with a plain old piece of paper and a pen. Imagine who you are at your very best. What sorts of things do you do for yourself, for your health, for your mind, for your hobbies, even for work if the fire of ambition is still burning? Write it all down, but in the format of, I am a person who. Here are a few basic examples. I am a person who exercises three times per week. I am a person who only drinks alcohol on the weekends. I am a person who runs a successful business. Challenge yourself to get honest and specific. Whoopee if this leads you to a single epiphany about what's next. More likely, it'll give you a few different ideas to pursue. Do it. Whether it's school or lessons or information you can find on the internet, just do it. Most importantly, confide in a friend what you're working on. Saying it out loud makes it real. When someone can ask you about your progress, it makes you accountable and motivated to accomplish something. 
I think a lot of stay-at-home moms play the what-if game. What if I had stayed in my career? Where would I be now? I think if we could see into that little fantasy, you'd be elbow deep in dirty dishes and there'd be little soap bubbles leading above your head. In the largest bubble, you're imagining yourself a little out of the scene in Working Girl where Melanie Griffith has washed the Jersey Shore off and is in a suit with sexy high heels, manicured, with coiffed hair and perfect red lipstick. Allow me to pop that bubble. The what-if game will be your downfall. There are trade-offs for every decision you've made in your life so far, and there's absolutely no way for you to know where the road less taken would have ended up, and if the what-if would have actually been better. If you're arguing with me right now, please know I am lovingly telling you you are absolutely wrong. You are wasting time and energy. Have you ever had one of those super shitty friends that likes to tell you a bunch of fabulous stuff about herself with the sole intent of making you feel badly about your life and make you jealous? Yeah, well, you just let that girl take up residence in your subconscious. So let's just deal with where you are now. Acknowledge that you did a meaningful job staying home with your children. If you're like me, we could admit that we didn't read the job description carefully enough to realize it was just contract work with an expiration. Okay. So you can wallow in the what-ifs and think of yourself as washed up and useless, in which case, friend, you are listening to the wrong podcast. Or you can look to the future full of possibility. It is a gift to be older and wiser and have the opportunity to craft every day purposefully, including fun and learning and challenge. Author Margaret Drabble was quoted as saying, when nothing is sure, everything is possible. She published her first novel in 1963 and is set to publish her latest effort this year at age 81. I'd say she's definitely worth listening to. Doesn't that feel a little bit different than saying, I don't know who I am or what my next chapter looks like? Mindset can be your single biggest asset or detriment during this important time of transition. So get excited about designing the life you want for yourself. I'm excited for you. This path of possibility and helping women find what it is fuels my fire. So the myth of being a stay-at-home mom, that it's actually an easy path made of bonbons and afternoon television is bullshit. We knew that. Maybe we didn't understand that it was a dead-end career, a little bit of a personal suicide mission if you want to be dramatic about it. But I bet you feel just like me. I wouldn't change a minute of it, and I know that while it may be the end of a chapter, it's also the beginning of a new story. If you want to work through that I am a person exercise I mentioned in more detail, I've included a link to download my worksheet in the show notes. I'd love to hear if it helps you, so feel free to email me or hop in the private Facebook group muddling through the midlife when we can chat. If I haven't said it in a while, I just want to thank you for listening and tell you that I really appreciate the emails I get. I answer everything, so if you've been sitting on the sideline with something to say, please don't hesitate to hit me up. You're the reason I'm here. And if the spirit moves you, I'd be super grateful if you'd rate and even review the podcast. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you and yours are healthy wherever you are in the country. I know we are all surrounded by chaos. Just focus on what you can control and love and be kind to the people under your own roof, especially yourself. 